Welcome to Christian Assembly, a family church. Since 1930, we've been serving the communities of Western Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia with the good news of Jesus Christ. With over 40 years of Bible teaching and ministry experience, Pastor Bill brings faith-filled revelation from God's Word. We believe with you, wherever you are, that God will inspire and change your life through the following teaching. For more information about Christian Assembly, follow us on social media or visit our website at cafamily.net. share a little bit with you uh, something that was on my heart about creating an atmosphere for the glory of God to manifest among us. Anybody desire that? Yeah. Amen. For sure. Uh, during a crusade, there was an individual, a Muslim, and he brought his deaf daughter to the preacher and said, uh, I want you to prove to me that this Jesus you talk about is real. And the only way you're going to convince me of that is by getting my daughter's deaf ear to open. Imagine that. Well, he prayed for him. The deaf ear was open. The girl heard. He left and went to his mosque and emptied it. Everybody there came to the crusade and they all got saved. They all gave their hearts to Jesus. They were born of the Spirit and washed in the blood of the Lamb. You see, it's the Spirit that gives life to the Word. He makes it alive. He quickens it. From the very beginning, hovering over the face of the deep, the word was spoken, the Holy Ghost made a reality of it. Mary said, be unto me according to thy word. And what did Gabriel say? The Spirit of God will hover over you, overshadow you. And when she said, be unto me according to the word, the Holy Ghost went into operation. And she, of course, received a miracle in her womb. Paul said, my preaching and teaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that our faith would stand not in the wisdom of men, but the power of God. So in other words, we could say it this way. The Holy Ghost is the proof producer. He is the evidence provider. He provided the evidence, and what took place was a whole group of people that were Muslims got saved. They got delivered. Now, the thing about it is this. He, he preached probably a good message. They played and worshipped in a wonderful way. But none of that was going to convince him to come to Jesus. But with that sign and that wonder that took place, that demonstration of God's power that took place, what happened? They came. They got saved. Amen. And so this element we never want to leave out. And so just want to share a few keys here that will help us achieve this goal individually and also collectively as a church body. Because you see, those signs and wonders aren't for preachers. They're for everyone. It's not exclusive. Jesus said, in my name, every believer will cast out a devil, and etc. Right? Right. So the first thing that's important for us to focus on is desire. Look at Psalm, the 63rd Psalm. And here we have the, the words of David, O oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Why? To see your power and your glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. That's where it all begins. Do we 
desire it? Do we long for it bad enough? We get to a place that we recognize and realize it's not about anything we can do. It's all about what he can do. And we want to give place to him to do it. Moses had a longing desire to see the glory of God. He saw his back parts. But quickly, it's desire. Do we hunger for it? Do we thirst for it? Or are we satisfied? Number two, it's humility. And we know that God gives grace to the humble. And so when we humble ourselves before God, then he mantles us with his glory. If you recall the story of Elijah and Elisha, Elisha was humble enough to recognize the fact that, yeah, I can stay here at Gilgal and just continue on, but he said, no, uh -uh, that's not enough for me. I'm going with you to Bethel. And when he said, you can stay here, he said, no, no, uh-uh. No, I'm going to humble myself before God and let him know that I'm not satisfied that that's enough of equipping to help me carry out the mission that you've called me to. Went to Jericho, place of divine manifestation. One was visitation, manifestation. So I'm still not staying here. He moved on to where? Jordan. Complete surrender to God. And what happened? The double anointing came upon him to carry out the purpose that God had for his life and ministry. So we see that desire, humility in people's lives open up, let's say, the windows of heaven to pour out the glory and the power of God in people's lives. The third thing we have listed here is reverence and godly fear. In the book of Acts, chapter 5, we recognize that after Ananias and Sapphira were judged and fell dead. Look at verse 11, chapter 5, verse 11. Great fear came upon all the church and upon as many as heard these things. And then by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people and they're all with one accord in Solomon's portion. It goes on to say about Peter's shadow and many got healed. But notice the great fear. And when that great fear was in manifestation, so was God. And his power was in manifestation among the people. And great things took place as a result. And so we need to see, once again, desire. We need to see humility. We need to see reverence and godly reverential fear manifested in people's lives and as a church body as well. But then honor. Look at the next one. 1 Samuel chapter 2. Honor. That's why we give him his presence, the highest place of honor. We value his presence. We highly respect and regard his presence. And we esteem him highly. Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. Notice that statement. That was his promise. But now, why now? Something happened. What happened? His sons were just so disobedient and wicked that God had to revoke his promise that was unconditional at the time, but then it became conditional. Now the Lord saith, be it far from me, for them that honor me will I honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Did you get that? Yeah. In other words, now you're going to have to honor me. And if you honor me, I'll honor you. But if you don't and you despise me, then you'll be lightly esteemed. We want him to highly esteem us. Amen? And so we want to highly esteem him and value him and honor him 
and to do things his way. And if we'll do that, he says, then I will honor you. So next, consecration and dedication as well as unity among the people. Look at these verses. You should know them. We use them all the time. Second Chronicles chapter 5. It came to pass when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified, set apart, and did not then wait by court. So they were consecrated. And also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph, of Heman, and Jejuthun, with their sons and their brethren being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them a hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. It came to pass, as the trumpeters and singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music, and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endures forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. So this attracted the glory of God. When he saw them consecrated, set apart, separated, when he saw them united together as one, and lifting up their voice to him, they honored him and he honored them. And the presence of his glory was so strong they couldn't even stand up. How about a service like that? They couldn't even stand up for by reason of the cloud. And then you'll notice, uh, notice here, next one, worship. And this is important. What did they magnify when they sang? The Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. Two things, really the characteristics of God. He's good and he's merciful. For the Lord is good and his mercies endure forever. That then the house was filled with the cloud. So they worshiped his goodness and his mercy. And that got his attention. And that is what produced the glory that manifested among them. So when it comes to even worshiping God, I mean, thank God for our modern day songs. But sometimes it's just a simple song like that. Matter of fact, I know we've sung the song, the Holy Ghost gave me a long time. I told you I don't sing. But one day I was driving home and all of a sudden this just rose up in my spirit and I started singing this song. The Lord is good and his and his mercies endure forever. We've sung it here many times. Um, but that's what it was, it was that simple. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. You are good. Faithful Father, you are good. That's it. And I can just, the presence of God was so wonderful at that moment. But you see, it doesn't have to be something so complex or, con, you know, um, so hard to do. Just simple. How, how do you get simpler than that? Lord, you are good and your mercies endure forever that then. Wow. And then finally, not finally, this is just another one, prayer. Uh, there's, I'm not going to read the chapter, but in Acts chapter 10, remember the house of Cornelius? Okay, what happened there? Cornelius sought the Lord always. He was a person of prayer. He was someone who gave. He was an almsgiver and always lift, lifted up his voice to God and God recognized it. He feared God, the Bible says. And he is a Jew. No, he's not a Jew. He's a Gentile. And what happened? God got God's attention and the Spirit of God fell in his house. 
so powerfully that his whole house got saved. Can you imagine the glory that flooded that place when the Holy Ghost came in as on the day of Pentecost? But notice there is fear. He had godly reverential fear for God, even though he was a Gentile. He gave alms and he prayed. And what happened? God took knowledge of it. He was aware of it. And he filled the place with the glory. Amen.